Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Riley. And Joa. The day today is November 23rd, 2023, and that means it's Thanksgiving. Yep, Thanksgiving across the United States where families, friends are gathering and celebrating Thanksgiving and feasting and thinking about the bounteous harvest we've had as a as a people, even though we don't harvest much anymore. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't harvest anything, but oh I didn't my God. either. I didn't either. But there are people around here who harvest and yeah. we had some wonderful food. We actually had chickens that were made. Well, you know, Not made, raised. But raised by Jay Noon, who's one of our hosts. He's usually here on Thursdays, but I told him, hey, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. You might want to, you're probably going to want to be with your family, right? And he was yeah, like, oh. that's really important. You He's know? like, oh, yeah, you're right. My wife would probably like that. <laughs> so I'm here filling in for Jay, and his chicken was, was phenomenal. He raised them himself and took care of them himself. And I bought them with Bitcoin from yeah, him. Yeah, and he's teaching his kids how to connect with with the animals that they eat so that they know where the animals are coming from. Yeah, they love working with him. I get videos. I'm in a Telegram group chat with Jay Noon where he sends videos and pictures of his kids all the time and they're always out there working. He's like, says to his little daughter, like, go open the gate and she'll like open gates and let's ch- let chickens run out or, you know, feed chickens, pick stuff up. Like she's only, I think, three or four. And she does a lot of work on the farm with him. And that's why I'm always saying um, whenever I eat any Jay Noon meat and I'm telling somebody about it, like, oh, this is raised by our friend. I'm always saying it's so much better because it's raised by little kids and Jay and his family. And they actually love their uh, chickens that they kill. And it just tastes better. Like, seriously, the first time. It's raised with love and care and not like a factory farm chicken. The first time I ever had Jay Noon's bacon, it might have been Bardo Farm. I don't remember. Um, but the first time I ever had Free State or raised bacon here in New Hampshire, that was when I started to like bacon. Like before that, I didn't yeah. think I liked bacon. Yeah, see, I love bacon, so I probably would really, really love that bacon. Yeah, I haven't had that in a while. <laughs> but since today was Thanksgiving, I invited Riley over and he brought some eggnog and some stuffing. Yep. And we have lots of other food. Like we had chicken instead of turkey. Food. Bonnie likes chicken better. Yeah, I, I just don't like turkey. If somebody was going to bring turkey, that I would totally accept it. But I, I don't want to be, if I was going to make it, then I was just going to make a chicken. It, it was so good. I made it with lots of butter and lemon and sage and thyme, and it was amazing. Yeah. And I only mention it because that's why Riley's here with us today and... We have a story we're going to tell you guys about that's from LP.org, which is the Libertarian Party's website. And this story was written, well, the article itself was written in 20 or 2004, like almost like 2004 or something like that. Yeah. And it was, a, it, it tells the story that's kind of the real story about Thanksgiving it, um, they claim, I had never heard this, but Ian told me that it's a tradition on Free Talk Live. Maybe it's not been done every Thanksgiving, but he said it used to be a tradition on Free Talk Live to tell this story on Thanksgiving. I think it's an important story to tell because so often we forget our history. So often we forget where we came from. And sometimes you need to acknowledge where you came from. It's important to acknowledge that this is where we came from. This is where 
this is where we need to look to sometimes for leadership. And but yet, you know, most people fall into the trap of, oh, well, our founding fathers did this. So therefore, we need to keep America together, America together. Hmm. No, it's about liberty. It's about personal liberty. It's about personal responsibility. And as Bonnie tells us the story, let's reflect on that. You will definitely see in this story that it's a well, it's a lesson as the headline of the article says says the pilgrims real thanksgiving lesson and um so it's definitely going to teach you something and that it um the ultimate lesson in this lesson is that freedom is the answer and control you know top-down control is never the the best way to do things so let's get into it riley all right this from lp.org the pilgrims real thanksgiving lesson feast and football that's what many of us think about at thanksgiving Most people identify the origin of the holiday with the pilgrims' first bountiful harvest, but few understand how the pilgrims actually solved their chronic food shortages. And I, before Ian told me about the story, I I didn't read the article yet, but Ian told me the story. I didn't know the story at all. I don't think they teach it in school. No, they really don't talk about it much in school. They, They try to not talk about the real history. They just try and gloss over things. Cynthia, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, hi. I just think uh, we should be reminding people about the history of uh, Marine Major General Smedley Butler. Are you familiar with him? Yes. Yeah, he wrote War is a Racket. War is a Racket, yep. Right. So I'm thinking something far more effective than hundreds of thousands of people in the street would be uh, an ongoing campaign of two or three people politely standing where people can sit as they approach any military base, any Zionist church, uh, all the home offices of the members of Congress, and probably a dozen other places, with just quiet, peaceful signs saying, remember Major General Smedley Butler, because most people have never heard of him. Hmm. Yeah, they really and, haven't. And uh, I, I've... Uh, surprised when a couple of people who had were criticizing him because of his long military career. Well, sometimes you have to be in the thick of it to figure out what's really going on. Yeah. And he correctly identified it was the Wall Street bankers. Makes sense. And that crew, people pushing all the wars. And that our constitutional responsibility for our military is to stay home and protect our borders. And I know that y'all are libertarians, but <laughs> yeah. um, and I am too, somewhat. Um, I'm in San Francisco. You have to be something here. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it, to to give the argument about the borders and as being a libertarian or anarchist type uh, is that uh, it. I believe that you know bad people should be you know excluded from society, and I don't like the idea of an open border. Like you know, in the sense of you know letting all the criminals come in but i like the idea that people have the freedom to you know come uh, go into if they're you know innocent people yeah it's i don't a, want to be held in what if i want to leave yeah. i was hearing an interview of dr rima labow l-a-i-b-o-w who's the widow of major of a uh, general stubblevine uh, albert stubblevine you you might have be aware of him through the through the book of men who stare at goats he was this military CIA. intelligence, and he was kind oh, of different. Okay, so he, yeah, and then he one of the people who were doing um, remote viewing? Um, yeah. That might have been one of the things, too, right? Oh. Huh. Yes. Okay. But uh, she had, uh, she's a physician, and she had an international clientele. And about 20 years ago, one of, of the 
people she was seeing who were the head of state told her that it was about time for the great culling, meaning that they felt like 90% of the people on the planet were taking up their resources. Okay. And they wanted these people gone. And so she and General Subelvine became active in alternative health and started trying to find ways to deal with this issue. He, he died, but she, she's making the assertion now that um, of the people being, come, being brought across the border, um, that there are thousands of UN troops who are not in uniform, military-aged men in fit condition, not being accompanied by families, and that they're actually U- United Nations troops. It says, I think the United Nations is controlled by the city of London banksters and uh, their proxies, the Chinese Communist Party. Um, I think this is uh, a very serious and, uh, so issue in that she dressed... might have the kind of connections to get this kind of information when you and I don't. Is she dressed as, or I mean, are they dressed as UN, like they have something no. on their shirt that says UN or? No. That's really weird. What, I wonder why they would do that. It's an interesting story. You would think like yeah. UN members, like high people in UN, would be able to just get into the United States pretty easily. I, I don't know. Without well, doing we, all that. we they know that down in Panama there were United Nations paid for camps where thousands and thousands of people were gathering and then being bussed up to our border. There's there's a lot of uh, of reporting on that now uh, through some of the the red state. Uh, stations whatever Uh, happens whenever they get here like is anything specifically bad happening or are they just going and working at like you know taco places and they're being sequestered in hotels separate from us okay why forever well why would you think i I don't have an answer to that i I want to know if it's even happening yeah i i i think that it qualifies as a probable invasion but if and they're invading, how come done under the radar? What would be their motivation to invade us, though? Oh, why? Um, I think that uh, the British Crown has always meant to take this country back over. I believe that to a little bit of a degree. Yeah, but... I mean, it's an interesting, the Pilgrim interesting idea. Society founded in 1903, um, and an American version founded uh, the next year. Um, uh, British Pilgrim Society actually masquerades as a dental as a dinner club but yes, in fact right. if you look at the people who have been members what they're doing is they're networking in a surreptitious manner and it includes high level US military officers who often end up in some of their subsidiaries like the Atlantic Council right the the uh, Council on Foreign Relations all, all of these organizations that actually do not intend to promote American sovereignty. I just, I, I totally could believe that uh, that the um, United Kingdom wants to take over the United States again. Honestly, that isn't a far stretch or anything to me. I'm just a little confused about, well, there are people, just regular people or military aged men or anything like that from Panama, from Central America, who are coming here not to live a better life or anything. They're coming in in an invasion type level like that many yeah, people I and then i i don't see them like i even lived in texas for five years and i don't i mean i knew plenty of people who were illegal aliens but they're like working at restaurants apparently today pro-palestinian protesters disrupted macy's thanksgiving day parade and i didn't hear about this at all um, i didn't hear about it either well i right, did I brought- but I, I, because i brought it in but i didn't hear about it anywhere else on 
except through that. So you went looking? Yeah, so I had to go find it. Yeah, it says protesters glued themselves to the parade route. That is shocking. That is a little shocking. I mean, why would anyone <laughs> want to glue themselves to a parade route? It's been a trend with these like far lefties where... Yeah, it's been uh, a trend with the environmental to... protesters where they want to glue, glue themselves to a, a runway in an airport or okay. whatever. Yeah, like it, they they did it to like a gallery, like a, a maybe it was at the Louvre. Uh, yeah, but didn't they throw tomato soup at, or did they actually glue their hands to something? Maybe well, both. Uh, I think that those that painting was actually uh, covered so that yep. whatever tomato soup soup didn't mean anything. Yeah, but it's just about the you know. Attention, and they got it because mm-hmm. I paid attention. Yeah, and uh, do I care? No, actually, I kind of support oil now. Thank you. <laughs> what did they like, uh, <laughs> glue themselves to at the Louvre? I, I think you're right, but I don't remember what to it was. the floor. I think mm-hmm. it was just yeah. Oh yeah, they they throw a tomato soup and then they glue their hands to the floor to try to get unable to get taken away. That's so stupid. Yeah. Like okay, you're gonna get a little layer of your hand ripped off. I do like how they get elaborate sometimes. Some of these like tree huggers and the the oil pipeline ones where they. They made this like contraption where they handcuffed themselves and then they plastered over it and then they like sealed it inside of a box so that the the government can't just like unhook them. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for them to like get them out, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I think, I think it's, it's funny. I don't know if I like it either. I mean, it's funny. It's an effective way to protest. It's just not my method of protest. Is it really effective, though? I mean, it's yeah, getting it's attention. It's getting attention. I think it's really, the soup thing really turned people against them. Like, personally, I don't care about the argument like PETA versus the world. But that made me have an even worse um, taste in my mouth for them because it was like, you're going to try to destroy something beautiful and not yours just because some other people that are t- completely unrelated are killing cows. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, it is a little stupid. It was not a good protest, in my opinion. And most people, I really feel like, bad. reacted that way. But moving on to this pro-Palestinian protest at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, it says, the Macy's Thanksgiving, sorry, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was temporarily halted when a group of about 30 pro-Palestinian protesters ran into the street and apparently glued themselves to the pavement of the parade route in New York City. The protesters, these pro-Palestinian protesters at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, were demonstrating along 6th Avenue when a handful of them jumped the barricades and ran into the street along 49th Street. Do you guys know exactly where it is? I know it's in New York City, but... I don't know exactly where it is now. It looks all the same to me. (laughs) Oh, it says here. It says Manhattan. Okay. And yeah, I don't know much about it at all, um, or about the geography there. It says the protesters were demonstrating along 6th Avenue when a handful of them jumped the barricades and ran into, oh yeah, the street along 49th Street. In videos posted online, protesters can be seen demonstrating on 6th Avenue near 34th Street. They chanted, no more nickels, not another dime, no more money for Israel's crimes. And I, I like totally that. agree with that. <laughs> yeah, um, That's a nice chant. I have a story for me and we can get into next if you guys want that talks about how Gaza is basically like the surface of the moon at this point and uninhabitable. Oh, well, oh yeah, it is bad. That. Yeah, it's in total rubble. It also, another thing they were chanting, uh, they were saying, free, free Palestine. So free, free, like twice. Yeah. They were also holding up Palestinian flags and papers that said genocide then, genocide now. And I I got to agree that killing a whole entire ethnic group of people is genocide. Whether you say, oh, well, they killed, what was it? I can't even remember. Seven civilians? 
Or am I wrong? No, is that was, really low? It was definitely low. It was over, I think, around two or 3,000 people that got, that uh, Hamas killed. Oh, well, I thought that... Uh, I I'm, I guess I'm probably seeing some, like, maybe misinformation back and forth, but I thought that Hamas didn't kill very many people and that the Israeli Defense Force killed a lot of people. I mean, it's hard to like, really know what's going on over there defending. because who, I don't know who's telling the truth. And I right. really, that is true. I really wish I could know right. who's telling the However, truth. However, I have seen some pictures of Gaza, and it is completely destroyed. Even if you can tell me that... There's no doubt in anyone's mind. Everyone knows that Hamas, a terrorist group, came and killed 2,000 people in Israel. It doesn't defend absolutely leveling Gaza, a yeah, place right. that had... Let's take out a bunch of innocent people now. Like, you know, maybe there is some aggressors out there that need some justice, but you don't take out a bunch of innocent people, women, kids, and, and innocent men, whatever. It's I'm just gonna, terrible. I'm going to look at the population of Gaza... <laughs> Probably 20, zero. 22, just so we could see it. 1.99 million. So that's how many people lived in Gaza. That's a little over the population of New Hampshire. Yeah, and are you are you going to tell me that it's totally fine to kill 1.99 million people, or at least try basically to. try to? Because yep, they, they want to eradicate them completely. They're like changing the goalposts. They'll be like, all right, go south. But Bonnie, this argument has gone on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Somebody's got to have some justice here. I, I don't see how any of this is justice. Um, some people are saying, oh, well, you can't call it Gaza citizen innocent since they voted for Hamas, apparently, democratically. Well, there are babies. Babies aren't right. uh, yeah. ever guilty of anything that their parents are doing. There are also, you know, like women who aren't voting. I'm going to go to Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Ricky, what's on your mind? Thank you there, Miss Bonnie. And I believe that, is that Brother Riley? It is. And who would the other gentleman be? It's Joa. Pleasure, Joa. Been a while. Yes. Miss Bonnie, I got quite a bit to talk about, but I think you can bear with me. Now, you said something about the British, and that's going to come in. Now, a while back when I talked to Brother Ian that Thursday night, the night that uh, the morning that uh, Egypt and Saudi Arabia joined BRICS. Now, I'm going to rehash this a couple of points. I made a famous prediction. My okay. prediction was, I'm gonna, I got a reason for this. Now, my prediction was in 2025, around July, all prices are going to go sky high. The biblical epic proportions, and then at the end of 2025, the dollar will fall. And by the end of the first quarter of 2026, we're going to become a third world country. Now, you made me think of something you said about the British. Now, I did my analysis of the players. I said the British have always been the placemen. You know what, Miss Bonnie? First of all, you may be very right. When we're in an economic oblivion, that might be a very good time for them to move in. And I'll tell you something else. I've been saying around to people around me, you know, first of all, Yahweh was wrong. That's number one. Number two, uh, Netanyahu is going to have to get back to land. Number three, when this is all over, I see Palestine joining BRICS. Hmm. I okay. They, I don't know. Will they still be around? Will they be completely genocided? Will they have, you know, the ability to contract with people like that? It seems yeah. like Israel's on route to just, you know, destroy them all. I think Israel made well, it worse. Well, we can't interfere because there'll be World War Three. Well, that's now, what the, that's what they're leading to. Left. We are getting involved. Well, I don't say we. Don't put me in that we, but yeah. they're, they're getting involved. They're doing it. It's escalating. And it's, yeah, maybe Gaza's gone, 
but these people are not. I mean, we've seen this in other countries where you know these generations are going to fight for their for their livelihoods back there. Uh, it, it's like a gener- call it generational trauma. You know, it's like PTSD handed yeah. down to the kids, to the kids, to the kids. This is not going to end. Like they they've done some damage to humanity and these people are going to retaliate they're going to what do you ever call Pull it back. maybe jihad mm. they're they're butts you know yep i do have one more important thing to say miss bonnie now i refrain from saying this on the air now these three predictions they will happen and they must happen it was a plan ever since great britain left the eu to protect the pound sterling. Now, i wasn't going to say this on the air but there's only one thing that the United States can do to stop these three predictions. And I'll tell you what it is. And I wasn't going to say it on the air. It's the worst players ever. It's going to be Russia, China, and Iran, and ourselves. And that's the United States start World War III. That's the only thing that will stop these three predictions. I promise you I'm correct. Okay. OpenAI was working on advanced model and OpenAI is a company that work, yep. does um, they, They're AI working chatbots. on AI chatbots, and people are concerned about AI chatbots, so I figured I'd bring this in. We were talking about AI last night because um, because a group of writers and artists are trying to get together to petition the the copyright office to... To regulate it. Regulate cop- the AI, yeah. Right. And, and this article says, OpenAI was working on advanced models so powerful it alarmed the staff. Reports say new Model Q fueled safety fears with workers airing their concerns to the board before CEO Sam Altman's stacking. Whoa, Sam Altman, Sam Bankman. Mm-hmm. All these similar names. Yeah. Scam Altman, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Sca- scam uh, bankster f- uh, fraud. Right? Yeah, it's Captain's name for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't thought of scam the whole time until Captain did. OpenAI was reportedly working on an advanced system before Sam Altman's sacking that was so powerful it caused safety concerns among staff at the company. I guess he got fired. Safety concerns. Yep. The artificial intelligence model triggered such alarm with some OpenAI researchers that they wrote to the board of directors before Altman's dismissal, warning it could threaten humanity, Reuters reported. Hmm. The model called Q and pronounced, oh, there's an asterisk. I didn't really notice. It calling says, it Q? Um, it's Q star and pronounced as Q star. It says, I didn't notice the asterisk, I, I guess. Q star. Was yeah. able to solve basic math problems it had not seen before. According to the tech news site, the information, which added that the pace of development behind the system had alarmed some safety researchers. Hmm. Well, imagine your job as being a safety Because it, thing, it was figuring something out without being taught it, right? So yeah. that's intelligence. Yeah. Or some sort. No. Maybe. Um, They've already achieved this in the past, but what I'm saying is that they had concerns because of the probably capabilities of where it could go from there. Who achieved you know? it in the past? Um, They've trained AI to learn on its own. Mm-hmm. So it's that's the scariest part about AI is like once you, once you train AI to train itself, that's the biggest threat. It's sort of like the government. Once, <laughs> once uh, we're educated, it's we're the biggest threat. You know, it's and that's the same thing with AI. It's like once it's trained, it's the biggest threat. Like it could disrupt all kinds of things. I don't know. There's endless possibilities where an out of control AI could go. And hmm. uh, there was a movie called Transcendence with Don, Johnny Depp. And I hate that movie. Honestly, like that's that's pretty accurate to out of control AI. Yeah. 
without like that weird physical aspect, right? Yeah, the, the the AI in that movie was making clones, but I think what Joe is saying is correct. It's what I think about a lot. I've seen that movie, and um, I think about how immediately the first thing he wanted was um, them to make him a the AI wanted the humans he was that were working with him to make him like a account or whatever, give him the ability to trade on the stock market and he like did all kinds of crazy well he just trades. needed access to the internet he did that, oh, that all on it? his own mm. yeah yeah wow and, and then he got really rich and bought a whole town in like eastern health or northern california and started making clones and- wow that's and it, pretty crazy but it wasn't it's a crazy like not yeah. to like spoil the movie completely but it really wasn't it's real old. it wasn't about money it wasn't about that it was about uh this ai taking over in a sense that Total control. it was going to try to hive mine everybody mm. right huh. so so he would control you Right, sort of like Neuralink, with you know Starlink. You oh know. yeah, I called it clones, but really he was just taking over the bodies of people through nanotech, mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, what was I going to say about that? Basically, I I always think about how that's the first thing he wanted was just to get access to the stock market, and he made himself yeah. a whole bunch of money. That that's a threat. Like that's yeah. like it could collapse a lot of people. Actually, collapse like everything. It could. Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. You know, once the computer uh, system is like, oh, I know how to trade perfectly. Like, let's just mm-hmm. do it. And everyone else is going to be screwed. You, yeah. You're investing in the stock market. Oh, well, I'm taking it now. And why wouldn't an AI thing that has no ability to have, you know, empathy for humans, why wouldn't it work in its, um, you know, with the interest of only itself and do something like that? It would have to be trained that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, but the thing is, I think it would have to be tra- it'd be hard, a lot harder to train it empathy and be a lot easier to just tell it, oh, you want to progress. Oh, yes, yeah. And that's yeah. it. And then he just does anything to progress. Well, look who the people that are developing these AI systems are the same people that probably wouldn't develop emotions into it because right. they have no emotions to begin with to be able to develop <laughs> it. And they're big, giant corporations on their nosebleed towers, you know, so. I agree. Anyone can, can uh, if they have enough money, buy a CRISPR uh, machine. And What's you, that? CRISPR is a technology where basically think of it like as 3D printing DNA. Oh, so interesting. Anyone can take, yeah, there's there's a lot of black market CRISPR programming going on right that now. That does sound well, a little scary to me. Well, it can be good. It can be good. So, like, if you have an ailment, let's just say you have. I don't Lou Gehrig's disease, let's just say. Uh-huh. So you give them your DNA, and then they find a, a way to manipulate your DNA through their CRISPR code, and they can print you or, you know, print you your uh, uh, an ailment that helps you change your DNA back. Huh, so, like, we could be curing all kinds of diseases. I'm not against this. Mm-hmm. I'm against the government trying to regulate it, over, over-regulate it, but yeah. that's another story. But, like, uh, anyone can get a CRISPR hmm. and print or, you know... Any wow. sort of crazy psychotic disease you can think of. Yeah, that creeps me out that if anyone can get a CRISPR, if the people at like 23andMe and Ancestry.com are taking people's DNAs and like creating creepy uh, clones of you with a CRISPR. Oh, that'd be weird. And, and That know, would be weird and creepy. Can they like make hearts or something? Yeah, you can. Well, you can. What? You can clone just about any oh, part of your body. You just wow. need a, a tissue sample of it, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's. I mean, I love the tech. I love the tech. They've probably already created a little golems, homunculi out of that. Then <laughs> maybe I don't know. That's creepy. Yeah, look it up. Uh, Vice did a lot of stories on it, um, and like literally, people in New York in their apartments are 
they're creating uh, like clean rooms, and they have the CRISPR printer, and they're printing for rich people. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so, to keep them alive longer. Printer, vice. I think it's uh, CRISPR without an E at the end. You know, so. hmm. hmm. um, I'm not going to uh, look into it right now, but when, during the break, I'm definitely going okay. to. Yeah. But this story about OpenAI is also interesting because OpenAI was founded as a nonprofit venture with a board that governs a commercial subsidiary run by Altman. And apparently still is, even though we got fired, got hired back. Microsoft is the biggest investor in the for-profit business. As part of the agreement in principle for Altman's return, OpenAI will have a new board chaired by Brett Taylor, a former co chief executive of software company of the software company Salesforce. I don't know what that is. No idea. The chat GPT developer states that it was established with the goal of developing safe and beneficial artificial general intelligence for the benefit of humanity. And, and, and oh yeah. So chat GPT is the chat bot that is created by OpenAI. I keep saying it like they're two different companies. Um, and that the for-profit company would be legally bound to pursue the nonprofit's mission. The emphasis on safety at the nonprofit led to speculation that Altman had been sacked for endangering the company's core mission. However, his brief successor as interim chief executive, Emmett Shear, wrote this week that the board did not remove Sam over any specific disagreement on safety. And OpenAI has been approached for comments. Hmm. So... I but guess all the detail they what really... Did, what did AI have to say about it? Uh, we haven't heard anything We should yet. ask chat GTP. Yeah. They are probably locked down on being able to talk about it. Well, aren't they only able to know about stuff since up to 2019? Well, send yeah. me, send that article. I'm going to, on break, I'm going to feed it into the chat GPT and <laughs> ask me what it thought about it. <laughs> well, I guess basically all this article told us about the alarming things that the open AI was doing was that it was doing maths and figuring it maths out it yeah. by itself. Yeah. And that's what QSTAR was doing, not opening it. I guess not chat GPT. Right. So without any previous uh, feeding of, of the code or whatever of those math problems, it figured it out. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty awesome. I mean, in one way, it's a pretty awesome feat that we've created this tech that can do these things. I mean, it really puts us in a, a whole new level, but... Which way are we going to go with it? I mean, yeah. we have calculators. Yeah, but wh- <laughs> you know what? No one said I was going to walk around with AI in my pocket. <laughs> That's yeah. the future. I mean. Yeah, it is the future, isn't it? Hey, Daily Digest listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. This story out of Maryland from CNN.com, and it says that Maryland passed a strict gun licensing law after Sandy Hook, which was a shooting in Connecticut in... 2012. 2012? December 2012, yep. says an appeals court just struck it down. And that's a long time. 
That's it is. I wonder if it's been challenged since. Like, I don't know what specifically the law is saying, Mm -hmm. but it is seems like something very fine uh, tuned to whatever that instance is. Maybe it was like some guy. I don't know what the story actually says, but I'm guessing. It's my guess is that you're not allowed to even conceal carry onto school grounds. That's my guess. The, I don't know if the story gets into what the law is. Though. Well, it says it was a licensing requirement. Okay. Not a... Oh, that's right. I'm not sure that it was um, like what you're saying, Joel, because I don't know if that... I think it has more to do with like whether or not they'll give you a license. But gotcha. that's just my guess. It says, a federal appeals court struck down Maryland's licensing requirements for handgun owners Tuesday citing a 2022 landmark ruling by the conservative-majority U.S. Supreme Court. Maryland's Firearm Safety Act of 2013 passed in the wake of the deadly mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, was deemed unconstitutional in the 2-to-1 ruling. 2-to-1? Does that mean... I think that's like three judges and appeals. Yeah. Okay. They simplified it. I get it. Yeah. It's weird. Usually I feel like I see it as like six to nine, not two to one. Yeah. When I went to appeals court, there was three judges there waiting to hear my argument. And well, what happened to me is different, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. It says um, it was deemed unconstitutional in the two to one ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. At issue were key components of the state law, which imposes strict standards to qualify for a license to own a handgun. Tuesday's ruling comes nearly 11 years after 20 children and six adults were gunned down at Sandy Hook Elementary, and the U.S. remains gripped by an epidemic of deadly shootings. That's not what Alex Jones said. Yeah, wait, that isn't what Alex Jones said. He said no children died. Zero. I have yet to see any evidence. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I believe Alex Jones. I don't believe anyone <laughs> since I wasn't there. Yeah, it's hard to know who's telling us the truth. I think children died in a shooting of some kind. But every time this comes up, I just say, it's all a hoax and no people died on Sandy at Sandy Hook <laughs> in Connecticut in 2012 because I should have the free speech right yeah, to say should. so. We got your back, Alex. Yeah, I got your back, Alex. <laughs> he has the right to say outlandish nonsense anytime you want. Yeah, he really does. And it's ridiculous that they find him billions of dollars yeah. for saying his opinion, even if it caused emotional He's a crazy stress man, of- Alex Jones is. The dart of the frogs guy. <laughs> yeah, that's causing my pet frog emotional stress because he doesn't want his wife and children to know he's gay. <laughs> Tuesday's ruling comes nearly 11 years after 20 children and six adults were gunned down at Sandy Hook Elementary and as the U.S. remains gripped by an ep- epidemic of deadly shootings. Hmm. This year alone, more than 38,400 people have been killed by gun violence. In a, I, I just have a feeling that that's not true. In a nation or that, an altered number because they're talking about suicides or murders exactly. or things like that. Exactly. Because when cops they say, murder. Yeah, cops murdering people. Um, when, whenever a cop murders someone, it is gun violence, but it's not the same thing as like, oh, people being free to own guns. It's a police, in, police officer involved shooting. <laughs> yeah, and you can't know anything about it. <laughs> we can't do anything about it because police investigation or whatever. Um, it says... Yeah, this year alone, more than 38,400 people have been killed by gun violence in a nation that has seen 612 mass shootings per the Gun Violence Archive. Under the Maryland law, an applicant for a handgun license must meet four requirements. They must... 
be at least 21 years old, a resident of the state, complete a gun safety course, and undergo a background check to ensure they are not barred under federal or state law from owning a firearm. Which is why you don't want to tell people, like, I'm depressed, or tell, tell anyone at your hospital. They use it or, against you. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll use it against you for sure. Even, like, post it on Facebook. Somebody's going to red flag I'm so you're... depressed. Yeah. An applicant must then fill out an application, pay a processing fee, and wait up to 30 days for a state official to issue a license. And it's probably a May issue. Like, they probably don't have to end up giving it to you, right? In in Maryland. Hmm. Yep. The appeals court ruled that requiring applicants to wait up to 30 days for a handgun permit violated the constitutional rights of citizens and... The law's waiting period could well be the critical time in which the applicant expects to face danger. Venezuela's high court has suspended the opposition's primary election process. Whoa. Including its results. That's crazy. What? So basically, they had a vote in Venezuela, and the high court decided to uh, suspend the primary election process, including the result that already happened because they don't like its results. Did you report last week or was it the week before that Ukraine did something? No, it was oh, yeah. last Thursday. Um, Yeah, I did. I, last week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is it? So basically, Zelensky has announced, it's not exactly the same thing, but he has announced that instead of having elections next year like they're supposed to, I guess, early next year. Yeah, he's, he's suggesting they suspend the elections. It's suspended because it's not time for elections right yeah. now to for them to vote for oh, someone other no, than him. No. He's living his high life with <laughs> yeah, all those U.S. tax dollars. Yeah, he's, he's having the a good best time. life right now. So he has the power, apparently, to suspend elections in the country in the name of, quote-unquote, unity. He said... Yeah, that makes sense. We need to be Yeah, it sounds like a, a united uh, regime there, Zelensky. Are you afraid that you're going to get butted out of power and your war is going to suffer? And, unity sounds like dictatorship. But, right. You know. Sounds like 1984 slogans. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, basically, the worst part about that is just the irony of the fact that the United States got told, listen, the reason that we need to, by, by like Joe Biden and the like, uh, we were told, listen, the reason that we need to support Israel with everything we've got and never back down is because they are a democracy and we can't let Russia invade and destroy a de- democratic nation. And this is the opposite of democracy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Democratic this is not values. Democracy for sure. This He's is pausing totalitarianism. democracy. Yeah. yeah, for totalitarianism. Um, and yeah, I, I think this is really interesting. Ian gave me this show prep. He's always reading the news in jail and, um, <laughs> it, it's really interesting because it's just so, it's like so in your face bad. It's like in Venezuela, they've been doing really bad for a long time. They don't have the, um, they don't care to hide that they're bad. Like here in the United States. I mean, every day the mask is slipping more and more and they care less and less here, but it's just another level there how bad their government has gotten and they don't even care who sees it. And um it could happen here, people. It was, wasn't it true like in Venezuela they were they were starving for like quite a bit, but uh it was something like uh inflation occurred so bad that rats like they were selling rat meat. There was just no wow. rats and, left. But wow. right, right. So they were selling rat, uh, rat at a because there was no rats left too, but at mm-hmm. a high price, like a really ridiculous price to have even just rat meat. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Like kind of like that movie. Um, it, it's not Idiocracy. It's um Demolition Man. How it's a yeah. 
tyrannical place and, and the people who want to live in freedom, they live underground and they're eating rats. Yeah. I didn't like that movie. Oh, really? Yes. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I, I don't, don't think I've don't seen that movie yet. It. Oh, really? It's um, Sandra Bullock and Rocky? It's, it's, yeah. Rocky, it's, right? It's, I don't know, but it's terrible. Uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone, isn't that Rocky? I, I don't remember. You know, I, I want to... Since we're on like this thing about movie I don't references, I know why you don't like it. I I, I didn't on. like it. I didn't like its cheesiness. Oh, I see. Um, I like real good acting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, kind of, I think it was purposely cheesy though. I know, yeah. I know, and I didn't, I didn't like the style. Oh, but okay. but since we we're talking on like the movie, sorry to interrupt this topic, but I want to say uh, that uh, we were talking about artificial intelligence earlier, and I wanted to bring up like it was a good movie when it came to like hating on AI, but it's a uh, good burger too. And it's actually, it's pretty funny movie. I got to give it that. Is it um like um Nick at Night, those people? It's like Nickelodeon, Keenan and Kel. Oh, Keenan and Kel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it just, they, it was fun to watch. I highly recommend watching it for That's its fun. New-ish? But it was very anti-AI. Hmm. Is that yeah. like new? Or? Just came out yesterday, I think. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that they made a new Keenan and Kel. I kind of forget that. I know, right? Actually, it was, I think it was kind of a hit movie. Like, I think it should do well because it was. Pretty funny. I actually right? really want to watch it now. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and I don't like AI, so I, I, I mean, okay, I don't want to say a hundred percent don't like AI. I like the tool. I don't like the idea of people who are psychopaths using it to control right. my life. Right. I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. Well, moving on, this story from abcnews.go.com. It says Venezuela's high court on Monday suspended the opposition's entire primary election process, including its results. And rendered organizers to hand in documents identifying millions of voters in the latest challenge by the government of President Nicolas Maduro to its adversaries ahead of the 2024 presidential vote. The court ruled the opposition's October 22nd contest may be in violation of the law. What's on your mind, caller? What's your name? Hey, this is Rusty from Portland. What's on, what's on your mind, Rusty? Hey, have you heard the news about Binance yet? No. No. I heard something, but go ahead. Yeah, well, the other day Binance pled guilty to violating the Bank Secrecy Act. Oh. Yep. oh. They yeah. agreed to pay $4.3 billion to the Treasury Department, which is the largest penalty ever in the entire history of the Treasury Department. That is and wild. CEO, yeah. The CEO They'll never pay has it. to resign for a minimum of three years. I think they will pay it. They have enough money to pay it and continue operating. That's wow. no but, way. They're going to wow. have to get investors to keep it afloat. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I think you underestimate how much money Binance has. That That's the thing. But, um, um, so in Ian's situation, it's a similar law. They say that he broke, but, oh, he can't just pay a bunch of money to not have to go to jail for eight years. They just, um, he just, this guy just gets to lose his job and pay $4.3 billion and, and avoid going to jail for eight years. But well, they, the they have CEO the money to. might go to, he still has to, the CEO has to be sentenced in February for um, okay. separate charges. Oh. He's facing up to a year in prison. But they, he had to resign for a minimum of three years, and they're trying to argue. The DOJ is trying to argue he's a flight risk because he lives in the United Arab Emirates, which does not have an extradition treaty with the United States. Oh wow! So he flew in for the finance trial, and um, 
They say he has enough money to just like write off the the bond agreement or whatever if he were to flee. Hmm. So they're trying to keep him in the country. So, but, but that's not even the. Go ahead. Oh well, I actually did hear a little bit about this from Ian, but I it just didn't ring a bell because he saw, talked about it to me um, just like two days ago or at least a day ago. And basically, what Ian was saying was the amount of money that goes through Binance every single day, just one day, is way more money than. Ian, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, Rusty, but Ian is... Uh, uh, oh, yes. Uh, I, I'm aware of Ian's situation. And um, okay. so just like in one day, Binance deals with more uh, money than Ian ever did in, in the years of the stuff he was accused of. And yet they this guy's facing one year, as you said. I, I hadn't heard that yet. I didn't yeah, know he was facing any time. It's really he already ridiculous. pled guilty, he though, right? He's facing yeah. any time for... He's running a marketplace for pieces of computer code. I mean... The cost of running a marketplace for unregulated substances is two life sentences. I guess the cost for running a marketplace for computer code is eight years in prison or whatever. You know, it's it's not even it's ridiculous. Like, why? Who are they to tell you what you can buy or sell? But I know. I agree. They, the they're funny not thing was Janet Yellen goes into a press conference. Right. And her colleague is like. We just reached a settlement with Binance, blah, 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 blah. And she steps up and she's like, actually, it's Binance. <laughs> Come on. And it, it, yeah, it went viral on Twitter. Somebody launched a meme coin named Binance. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you're going to correct your colleague like that, at least be sure you know what you're saying. Like, yeah. come on. That's so uh, funny. Like, uh, I had never heard Binance, but. What, crypto, yeah. that new drug? <laughs> and the other thing about what rusty said is i've been saying this for a long time i think it's so crazy to think that people who have nothing to do with the creation of bitcoin you know they didn't put any work into it at all think that they can tell people whether or not they can use it and trade it it's like nobody ever told me whether or not the government was ever involved in whether or not i could get on neopets and play games and win coins right that like when i was a kid (laughs) what's what's the difference honestly my name is joe i'm calling from uh portland oregon another portland caller what's on your mind joe um and honestly, I have to tell you, I, I just kind of, <clears throat> I jumped on here on Odyssey and it's Thanksgiving. Oh, right on. My wife. What's that, bro? I said right on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, my wife and kids, they're over visiting the, the, the fam. And I happen to have the uh, <clears throat> the old uh, coffin, co- co- whatever the hell you call it nowadays. And so <laughs> I didn't want to risk my... Uh, Getting them my, sick. My, so I'm just sitting here alone on Thanksgiving wondering what the hell is all going on. And Odyssey seems to be my go-to lately. Me too. I hope but it doesn't know, go away. said uh, free talk live. But I got to tell you, you guys are way out of my purview. I have no idea what you're talking about. But at the same time, it's Thanksgiving, and I'm pretty lonely. So I, I just, I'm a freak. And uh, I just want to say, as far as... You know, I'm not an idiot, but I see what's going on in the world, and um, I know there's a transition taking place uh, and the uh, economy of this country, and the dollar itself, as good old Oliver, whatever the hell his name is, Anthony Oliver says, ain't shit. Oh, sorry, I can't say it on the radio, and it just occurred to me. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Um, if you, if you didn't know, I'll keep you on. You didn't seem like you meant to do it. I hit the dump button, oh. and it won't get onto the radio. That you know you what's funny? It, but... You know what's funny? Since you bring that that uh, song up and and that specific line in the song, it is on the radio. They allow it on the radio. Really? I've heard it on the radio. Hmm. Well, I just wanted to say, I'm I'm a guy. I live in a place where there are more cows than people. Um, and I, I, I lived my life at a point in time, you know, when I was, uh, I was go to, you know, the dude, it's like, Hey man, I can't come to work. I'm like, well, do you have anybody to cover your shift? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, it's Saturday morning. And it sounds to me like you were partying a little too hard last <laughs> night. See, I was manager of those businesses. And so I was, I was managing businesses in the times of uh, the early two thousands. And I got to tell you, brother, when I, when I would hire people, this is back in the day when I would actually have someone come in and hand in an application, right? And I, as the manager, would sit down and look at this application, and I would have to determine whether this kid would have the content. Now, check it out. I managed two gas stations, okay? Basic stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, I saw the degrade and the degradation of the public school system when it comes oh, yeah. to mm. teaching children what a, a bank account was at that mm. time. Now I'm talking to you about 2000. Wow. You remember back in 2000 when it was, uh, what was it? The, uh, oh God, when the computers were going to go all down, you know, the Y2K. Y2K. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. Y2K, that mind virus, right? So I here was we four. Are. Yeah. So there I was no virus, but go ahead. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey, hey bro. I, it was a mind virus. That's what oh, I mind virus. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, um, I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I have a feeling you're you're uh, you're lovers of free freedom and the Constitution, and oh, yeah. maybe one or two of you might have a belief in the name of the Lord. And at the same time, what's going on in Israel? You know, they're, they're conflating you know the Christians with these this. Yeah, I want to say it, but look, man. Just say it, Zionists, Zionists. Yeah, they're 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 trying to get us all to take sides, man. Oh, I know. Of course they are. They want to divide and conquer. My kingdom brother is not on this earth, you know, and and, and inevitably, I know where I'm going. And these guys that are just bombing and doing it, inevitably, they know what's coming. So if there's a Christian in the mix, I just called to say thank you for letting me uh, get my stuff out. And again, you're talking to someone who has no idea. You guys are talking finances and all that stuff. My, my, my value right now. I basically have the strength of a five year old. I, I had a broken neck. I just had a surgery. Oh, wow. I'm just kind of, literally they replaced every bit of my neck. I think I'm. Oh my gosh. I'm all metal. And what's funny is uh, I think I'm capable of picking up uh, shortwave radio. So mm. I, maybe that's how I tuned into you guys. Nice. Wow. Well, I'm short glad you're an, you're an Odyssey hey. fan, and sounds like you're yeah. in the world and not of it. Like Jesus, you don't believe in um, bombing people. Talking my language. <laughs> What's your name, caller? Yes, Joey. I want to talk about some of this. Uh, oh, is this Joey? Portland Joe, I got to tell you that we have one rule on Free Talk Live, and it's that it's, there's only one call per night. No, it's not Portland Joe. My oh. Joe. Whoa, we got three Joes. Oh, Joe from Detroit. This has been Whoa. a day of Joes for me. Yeah, it really, <laughs> you, you were telling me that, that there was a bunch of Joes at your Thanksgiving dinner. Literally now. the same exact name of me, Whoa. first and middle name. That's so weird. Not last name. I, I, ask the caller what his middle name is. Jo- Joe, what's your middle name? Uh, I can't see it on yeah. yeah, that's maybe that's not fine. a good idea. But if it was your middle name, I think that I would be a little creeped out right now because yeah. he's met like three people with his name today. Yeah. Anyways, Joe, what's on your mind? 
Are you on speakerphone, yeah. Joe? No, it's not on speakerphone. Can you no. try and get closer to your phone so we can hear you better or something? Yeah, sometimes there's an echo. There's an yeah, echo. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Go okay, ahead, Joe. so the federal uh, housing, some of these places they build, um, it's based on uh, the medium income, but a lot of it um, is basically they're just going to uh, let, uh, you know, anybody in there. Um, you know, but they people who can't people pay the rent. Well, people they want people that have a secure check. Really, they want people that are on, you know, uh, Social Security, uh, retirement, disability, SSI. Um, that's really looking for somebody that has a guaranteed check. Now, yeah, yeah but they sense. do as they call it workforce, where they have to be able to let you know, um, uh, 30% of the place, half a percent, they have to let them stay at 30%. And then the other people, they can charge at, um, you know, a higher rate. And then you can make up to like 90000 to live here. And it's like 30% of your income. And then, but what they do, it's called multifamily housing. And then, so some of the people in here, um, they get lucky, you know, they do get workforce housing, but, um, they 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 uh they're around a bunch of low life. You want to say it like that? Sure. Um, uh, I've been there, lived it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there's a lot of people who get um welfare, and they're going to get given these houses, um, the housing because well, it kind of gives an incentive to the homeowner to rent to them because they know that they're going to be able to pay like their their. Friends is basically guaranteed. And Somebody's talked to me about that. This system is incentivizing people not to work. Yeah. So and that way they can get a place to live. Yeah. Look, I'm telling you right yeah. now, I'm working full time and I don't have a place to live. Hmm. I tell you, it's a fact. I, I was working full time. I couldn't get any help uh, at one of these places. You can't, you can't get in some of the wait lists to get in. It's unbelievable. You got to know an organization or you got to know somebody that has a gate into these, which a lot of these uh, nonprofit orgs. They are the ones who are the gatekeepers. They know the spots, and they are the ones who uh, can get you into some of these places. Um, other times, it's you know, uh, you know, you just sign up, and they do a random lottery. Um, uh, but what they do is they they pigeonhole these things. They say, oh, this is going to be affordable housing, or um, uh, it's going right. to be you know, multi mixed. But the the thing is, a lot of the people around, if they're putting in nice neighborhoods, like the new place I lived in, it's on you know the bay you know it's on the water you know it's the high rise you know it's 25 you know uh, stories it's just like as good as the luxury apartments around here you know the only difference is that we have uh, a cap if you get a if you get a check or you're retired or you're over 65 you know it's 30 percent but now um that, that's half of them and then the other half you can make like up to 60,000 of them live here and then they charge you like 30% of your monthly income and all that. But they, 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 they really pigeonhole and they try to act like they're helping, you know, um, uh, poor people. Um, and, uh, nobody, they're not, they're not helping poor people. They're yeah. just, they're just, you know, kind of just give them somewhere that they know that there's going to be a guaranteed check. You know? And giving, uh, you know, poor people the incentive to not work and not do anything better with their lives isn't really helping them at all anyway but thank you for the call uh joe there's also just the fact that there are still poor people who want to work and want to do better that can't do better because of these welfare people in their way and and so i've i've lived off fssi at one point in my life as a blind person and the thing about ssi is it's not at least it wasn't a lot of money for me 
mm-hmm. because I guess I valued money, but you know, it wasn't a lot of money for me. It was this really small check. Um, but the thing about that is I could not ever have over $2,000 in my bank account. Otherwise they'd withdraw my benefits. Sucks. Like, yeah. It, it, and it's, it's like they incentivize poverty. They incentivize right. you to be part of their systems, be part of their horrible idea. And so, you know, having work, it's really helpful because then I don't have to worry about having less or less than $2,000 in my bank account. I can just say, you know, forget it. I'll have over $2,000 in my bank account. My benefits are withdrawn. So what? I'm, hmm. I'm getting money coming in. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.